So nice to see you again. I'm Peter Alsop. I know, I know, I can't really see you, but I can hear you, right? What? Not right? Okay, you're right again. I can't hear you either, but that doesn't matter a lot because you're going to listen to us here on my Songs to Chew podcast, right? Yeah, see? I know what's happening. And today we have chapter three of my In the Hospital album that I did with my friend Bill Harley. Last week we heard Bill tell us the story about Peggy the Quadrupus. And this week we're going to sneak out of our room and go meet some more kids. Come on, let's go. Here's chapter three of In the Hospital. Yeah, I like you. I think you're an octopus. And I think you're one too. A great octopus. You ready to come out of your shell? Yeah. Me too. I love the way you laugh I love the way you smile I love the way you act (laughs) You got your own style Let's face it Let's face it You're feeling blue cause you look different It's no fun when you get funny looks But life is not a beauty pageant And pretty covers don't make good books Let's face it I love the way you laugh Let's face it I love the way you smile Let's face it I love the way you act Let's face it You got your own style Let's face it Let's face it Now everybody gets embarrassed Well that's just the way we are If we're alive then we're not perfect Everybody's got some scars So come on let's face it Sometimes you're feeling great Let's face it Sometimes you wanna die Let's face it You're feeling sorry mate Let's face it Yeah that's where the problem lies Love the way you laugh. Let's face it. Love yourself with all your heart. Let's face it. Do you love the way you act? Let's face it. Or don't you think it's time to start? Come on. You've got strength and courage. You got personality. You got great taste in friends, you know. And you're humble just like me. Let's face it. Sometimes you're feeling great Let's face it Sometimes you're falling apart Let's face it Sometimes you hesitate Let's face it To love yourself with all your heart Let's face it Don't worry about what you're not Let's face it Think about the things you got Let's face it He loves the way you laugh Let's face it And she loves the way you smile we love the way you act. Let's face it. You got your own style. Let's face well, everybody loves your style. Let's face well, almost everybody. Let's There's face this one dude I know who's so into being cool and acting hot Let's face that he doesn't know what to make of you. Yeah. <laughs> Let's face I mean, you bust his marbles. Yeah. He's like checking you out, checking you out. Let's face it. Look at that style, he said. Let's face See, it. See, he doesn't have his own style. Let's face 
He's afraid to be himself. Thinks no one will like him, you know. Yeah, let's face it. It's just great being ourselves. Come on, you kids. Back to your own rooms. Time for bed. See you guys later. Nice to meet you. Yeah, yeah. Bye-bye. Hey, Peter. My mom told me one of my friends is here in the hospital. Who? Skeeter. I see her up at the lake every summer. She's a couple years older than us. Let's go visit, visit. Gee, I don't know, Peter. It's kind of late. You were going to stay put-put, remember? Come on. Besides, I, I can't really walk with these stitches. No problem. There's a wheelchair right here by your bed bed. Come on, get in. I don't... I'll help you. Come on, here. Get in. There you go. Ow. There, other legs. this is such a good idea. Oh, ow. We're going to have to go right by the nurses. The nurses station. Shh, be quiet. Here, hold my guitar. Let's go, go. All right, but if we get caught, caught, this is your idea. I'm obviously helpless. Look, there's no nurses around. Yeah. Great. Hey, we're past the nurses station. We take a turn here. I think... No, hey, no, no. Hey, here, hey, here. Wait, Bill, I, I hear singing. Yeah. It's coming from that room over there. Hey, wheel me over there. Hurry up. Boy, you got used to this fast, fast, do this, do that. What do you think I am, a slave slave? Hiya. Hi, I'm Willow. I'm Bill, and this is Peter, my slave slave. Was that you sing-singing? Yeah. I was just making up a song about my doctor. He just poked me with a needle and I wasn't ready. He's always in such a big hurry, he never even takes time to explain what he's doing to me. Well, we're not in a hurry. You want to sing your song for us? Yeah. Yeah, come on. You've got a big clock. I've got a little clock, too. Your clock's for your time. Your big clock pushes you. When you're in a hurry, my little clock's pushed aside. You make me use your clock. You don't care about my clock size. When your clock is ticking and everything changes, you haven't got time to explain. I have to use your time. You push me and pull me and it never enters your brain that you've got a big clock. I've got a little clock too. My clock's for my time. Your clock's time is up to you. Your clock's important. It's bigger, it makes more noise. But my clock's important. Though you think it's just a toy. You're only trying to help me feel better. At least that's what you say. But I feel angry, I don't feel better when my little clock's treated this way. Oh, you've got a big clock. I've got a little clock too. I listen to your clock. Please listen to my little clock, too. I've only got a little time. Do you have a little time? A little time on your big clock. That's all I want from you. Yeah, I know how you feel. Me too. I know all these grown-ups are trying to help us, but sometimes it seems like they're thinking about something else. Yeah, it's like being in the army army. Yeah, whole groups of grown-ups coming in to inspect you. Inspection present harms!
Oh no, inspection again, they did it before. Then hundreds of nurses march in the door with doctors and lab techs, 50 or more. Come on, they say, now take off your clothes. I can't, I say, I'll catch cold, I'll be froze. But they take it all off, except for my nose. I know. They look in your throat and your ears and your eyes and they write in their charts and they look very wise and you feel like flypaper covered with flies. They flip me and flop me and crank up my bed. They stick their big faces right over my head. And sometimes their breath is like garlicky bread. Ooh. Each specialist looks for a special disease. The asthma nurse, she always wants me to wheeze, and she hands me a tissue each time that I sneeze. Yeah, an old doctor checks for earwax and pimples. A lab tech measures the depth of my dimples. An intern tugs on my skin to check skin pulls. Yeah! But the real skin checker is a doctor named Danny. He checks me completely, each wrinkle and cranny, from the wart on my neck to the crack in my fanny. One mashes my tongue with a stick. Say, ah, so I do, but she squashes too hard for my jaw, so I tell her, ah, 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 A physical therapist wiggles my knees. The hemo guy's happy adjusting IVs. The nurse who checks toes, she never says please. When I go in a bedpan, these people discuss it. It's gross. They go back in a room where they mush it and save it or something. At home, we just flush it. Yuck. They come by with needles, and then they begin to poke extra holes I don't need in my skin. They keep taking stuff out and putting stuff in. Like my finger gets poked when the nurse needs more blood, and it trickles a little like drops of red mud. But that's not enough for her. She needs a flood. She squeezes and pulls till more blood comes out. Nobody tells me what it's all about, and it makes me so mad that I just want to shout. I know. Inspection, inspection. There's just no excuse to treat us this way. This is child abuse, so I'll go to the top. I'll call Dr. Seuss. Okay. He'll make them all leave. He'll be very polite. And he'll understand when we talk this way, right? Right. He might even hug us. Who knows? He just might. So listen, you kids, if you're feeling stressed and you're in the hospital, we would suggest that, that you, you better, better go, go home if you want any rest. We better go, Peter. Why don't you come with us, Willow? We're going down the hall to visit a friend. Let's go, slave slave. Step on it. Whatever you say, say. <laughs> Stops on a dime dime. Okay, no more honest, no more slave slave. Oh, okay, wow. Hey, this is her room. Skeeter? Bill Harley, what are you doing here? I had an apodectomy operation. It kind of hurts to walk, but I'm okay. This is Peter Alsop and Willow. Hi. Hi. These are some of my friends here, Jason and Maria and Enoch. Hi. Hi. Why are you here? I don't see any broken bones or anything. This is the oncology ward. We have cancer. I thought I got rid of mine, but now it's coming back. No one knows for sure. People die from it sometimes, but sometimes they don't. Gee, Skeeter, I bet you won't die. I'll bet you'll be fine. Nobody calls me Skeeter anymore. My real name's Susan. Oh, sure, Ske uh, Susan. How come you're wearing a baseball cap and earrings? Because my hair fell out. The chemotherapy drugs they give us to kill the cancer kills your hair, too. This is really serious. Just because something's serious doesn't mean it's not funny. Here, check out what I did to my head. Whoa! <laughs> Whoa look, <laughs> look at a tattoo of a pig in a dress. Yeah! What great imagery! What's imagery? You make pictures in your head. I think about the weak little yellow cancer cells being chased around and chewed up by hundreds of little girl pigs. <laughs> I'm doing stuff like that with my cancer. Hey, I know a song about a kid kid named Samet who used imagery to help himself get better. You want to hear here? Yeah. yeah! Okay, sure. Okay. We'll stop here this week. And here are some of the notes we have in our guidebook for parents, nurses, and others who care, which comes with my CD. We started today with our song, Let's Face It. 
When kids see other kids who look or act differently because of birth defects, cerebral palsy, burn accidents or injuries, facial disfigurement, amputations, chemotherapy, or other treatments, what they see may confirm a child's preconceived fears of what might happen to them in the hospital or arouse new ones. Being open and talking about this will not only ease the child's mind, but will help them to grow in compassion and sensitivity to others. Like the kid says, it's weird at first, but you get used to it. The inspiration for this song came from an old friend of mine, Betsy Wilson, who was the chairperson of an organization dedicated to helping people who are facially disfigured. It was called, you guessed it, Let's Face It. They used to be in Concord, Massachusetts, but all I could find online for folks with facial disfigurement was letsfaceit.org UK. It's let's-face-it.org.uk, which is in England. It's the same kind of organization, so maybe they know what's available here in the United States. Check them out. Understanding how many people can react out of fear may help a child with a physical difference be less offended by comments or expressions. It's typical to wonder, how did that happen? Could it happen to me? Does it hurt? If their face looks different, can they still see, hear, and talk? When the nature of the difference isn't understood, it's not uncommon to react by staring, avoiding, inappropriate joking, and unfortunately, sometimes rejecting. Every child is special. We know that. Talk with your child about what makes them special. What do they think is special about their best friend or their brother or the sister? By supporting a positive self-image, we can help children accept themselves and others. The next song I wrote was My Little Clock. In the hospital, people live by the clock with designated times for vital signs, medications, treatments, tests, meals, weights, etc. We know these times are important, but how does it feel to the child in the bed who has just finally fallen asleep or is engrossed in a story or wants mom to give the bath later when she comes to visit? or is in the middle of a meal, or wants to put their own toothpaste on their toothbrush? Whose clock ticks louder when the doctors come on rounds? Hospital people are busy people with many things to do, and being in a hurry often prevents them from treating a child with as much respect and patience as they'd like to. This contributes tremendously to a child's feeling of powerlessness, and it doesn't help the hospital person to feel so great either. When a stressed and overworked healthcare professional who needs to complete a difficult procedure on a squirming and crying two-year-old asks another adult helper to hold the child down while the procedure is completed without first having tried to calm and connect with that child, a form of child abuse is committed. It takes a bit of extra sensitivity to be aware of both clocks, the big hospital clock and the little child's watch. Taking the time to explain, being flexible when possible, and allowing choices can visibly decrease that little patient's sense of powerlessness and increase trust, cooperation, and even the rate of recovery. Nurse Diane made a wonderful video of this song, and it's available on YouTube or Vimeo. Uh, get in touch with me at peter at peteralsop.com, and I'll let you know how to get it. And our inspection song that Bill and I sang was mostly written by Nurse Penny Peffley, and it's totally the experience that almost everyone has when they're in a hospital. Children who can express their emotions, I feel angry, I don't feel better, exhibit a powerful coping skill. It is always appropriate to reinforce this behavior regardless of whether or not we like what we hear. Do we make time to listen to what's on their minds? Varying ages and a child's own intrinsic sense of pace and rhythm will determine how much preparation time is needed for planned procedures and events. We have found that when faced with a reluctant child and a procedure that needs to be done, we have a number of different choices we can offer that child before forcing the procedure on them. Maybe they'd like us to come back in 10 minutes. Or maybe someone else with more time available. A family member, volunteer, or other staff could do this with the child. If not the timing, maybe the child could control changing the place that we do it. 
For instance, some kids are more cooperative in taking medicine when they're allowed to sit in the nurse's chair. If time is not negotiable, we might help a child feel more in control by asking what they would like to do as soon as the test is over. Sorry, going home is out. We may need to suggest some realistic options. Things may happen too fast for a child to think about. Therapeutic touch, gentle massage, and back rubs are nice ways to connect with and help a child feel centered, loved, and nurtured. Or talking about the events of the day for a few minutes in the evening before sleeping gives a child another chance to process these experiences. It also provides a nice opportunity to clarify misperceptions of events and to help reframe things in the truer perspective. So, that's it for now. Next week, we'll hear Chapter 4 of In the Hospital. And thank you so much for stopping by. I'm Peter Alsop, and I'll be here with you next week. Bye for now.